The green and gold game is over. No! Now it's time for Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Stafford fires his pick. Intercepted by Russell Douglas for the touchdown. Rodgers comes back to the other side towards Lazard, who's got it. Down in bounds. Touchdown, Packers. Join the conversation on the Boda Box Wine Line. 855-616-1620. Now joined by Homer and Green and Gold Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher, here's Gabe Neitzel. It is Green Bay Game Day post-game. Here on the Touch of Trio Radio Network, I am Gabe Neitzel along with the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher and Steve the Homer. True Packers victorious. They're now 2-1 and one after they go down to Tampa Bay and just hold on for dear life over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 14-12. to React with us on the Boda Box Wine Line, 855-616-1620. But before we can get to you at 855-616-1620, we have to start. As we start every single yeah. Green Bay game day postgame. say? The opening statements from Mark Tauscher. All right, Gabriel. Uh, this is easy again. Uh, gritty. Gutty. That was a postseason-type football game. Sludge match. Adjustments made. And this Green Bay team, this is no longer, oh, Aaron will win it for us. Oh, we got Aaron Rodgers. We do have him. And it's great that he's there, but we all kind of thought coming in when Devontae left, this was going to be need to be, especially early in the season, defense running the football. There wasn't a ton of running the football, but this defense today, in a game that everybody is telling us how great Tampa's D is, best defense in the league, number one in this, number one in that, number one in this, and last week we're doing this show – Oh, the Bears are running all over us. Oh, boy, oh, boy. This was a game the Green Bay defense needed to show out, and they did. It wasn't always pretty. It wasn't always pretty. Please, no comments when the the chips were down. (laughs) The chips were down. Did they give up a little bit at the end? They did, but did they make the plays to win the game? Did they do... What they didn't do in that postseason game last year, did they make a play when they needed it? The answer was yes. That was the best unit on the field today, and it's going to need to continue to be. And that, again, was is without Jair Alexander. You can give me a thousand excuses, and I'll hear them, but I thought today this is what this football team is right now. Gritty, tough, and defensive-minded first. That got it done against the GOAT in his building. And I think as Packer fans, this has to be an incredibly sweet win because you did it in a way not many people that have cheered this team on for 30 years anticipates with a Hall of Fame quarterback winning. But this is the formula as we sit here in September, and it is a sweet, tough, Hard-fought win that needs to be celebrated. That is my opening statement. 855-616-1620 is the Boda Box wine line. Again, 855-616-1620. That is the talk and text line. Give us a call. Shoot us a text on your reaction uh, with the Packers defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 14-12. to And, Tausch, I agree with you for the most part. However, 
you you can't give up 90 yards. No, you just can't do it. You just can't do it. You can't play that great all game and then give up 90-yard touchdown at the end. Like, that's... Yeah. That to me is still concerning. Like, th- th- I I understand wanting to praise the defense, and they deserve to be. Especially, I like some of the things Keyshawn Nixon did coming in for Jair Alexander. Hopefully, Jair is okay, uh, as he did not return with the groin injury. But you can't be that dominant. And and I don't know if it's a Joe Barry going soft zone and allowing Tom Brady to complete some easy passes early and then trying to get aggressive too late. But it seems to me that they were fortunate that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers were unorganized during their two-point conversion. Otherwise, we would have had to sweat that out for possibly an overtime have period. You, I'd ask both of you, have you ever seen a delay of game going for two? I, I don't think I ever have. I don't think I have. Uh, no, I don't recall. I don't recall one. And that, again, is... Some of the struggles you have when you have Cole Beasley, who's not been with your team until Wednesday, and you have Gage out there who's probably gassed and tired. Uh, that's why you need veteran players to be able to make sure you're lined up and you get things in. So that's all part of it. That's all understanding what is needed. And, yeah, uh, Gabe, I can't, I, I can't argue with that. You've dominated a football game. If you, the penalties and anything else, if Tampa Bay was not in exactly where they needed to be, third and five or less, they weren't converting. Nope. All day. And unfortunately, I don't know why, and, you know, I've seen on Twitter and everywhere else, prevent defense prevents you from winning. And I, I don't know why Green Bay didn't stay as aggressive because this wasn't the case where, you know, you, you couldn't give up points. You needed to be. You needed to keep playing the way you played the whole game. You didn't, and it's always critical that first first down. If you can get them to tighten up and get it where it was a third and six plus, you got two busted coverages of your own. You let Fournette get wide open twice, and again, all of that said, I'm not going to diminish what the defense did today, even though it was not pretty at the end. Until it was pretty. This was the best unit on the field today. No, that's just not the case. How do you keep saying that? Tampa Bay didn't give up a point in the second half. The Packers couldn't even get a first down. The most dominant team on the field was Tampa Bay's defense after Green Bay's first two possessions. Packers couldn't get a... How many first downs did they have after the first two possessions? Not And they got the fumble. Yes. Come on. Now, you could have said that prior to the last drive that Tampa Bay had. I've never seen the Packer offense worse than it was in the second half. They couldn't get a first down. They couldn't get a first down. They were all of what? All of eight? All of eight third down? It was one of nine, I think, in the second half. Yeah, and you're telling me the Green Bay defense was better. Yeah. Homer. Come on. Playoff football's Homer. What? Playoff football's gritty. I know. Playoff football's going to be ugly. Yeah. You're going to get in some ruts. All right, to answer that it, which unit was the best football? on the field? Oh, That's all I'm asking. Green Bay's defense was the best. Tampa's defense in the second half. You, you, what, you, what you always forget 
And what irritates me about you is you also forget they gave up 14 points. They couldn't stop a nosebleed in the first half. And if old boy doesn't fumble at the one-yard line, it's 21-3 and everybody's laughing their way back. Drinking Tito's yes, and having yes, a great and your time offense is that good. You're doing everything, and then after they, that drive, you can't get one first down. No. So is the Packer offense that bad? Is the Packer offense that bad? Hey, negative Nelly. Negative Nelly. I get it. I understand you want to sit here and harp. But if you want to get into how inept the offense was in the second half, I'm all in. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, from an adjusting standpoint, Todd Bowles ate Matt LaFleur's lunch in the second half. What did there he do? Is no other way to what put it. What did he do? And Aaron Rodgers. Well, hold on. We can I don't out. know, but whatever it was, he did. He stopped blitzing. He said, you know what? We're not going to let you run the ball on first and second down. We're going to get you in third and five, six plus. We're going to keep people in front, and we're going to stop you. And that's what they did. And we didn't have any answers for it. So you can argue about all that you want, but if you, you there's two halves to a football game. You can't just say, well, if that's it. That's not how it works. So spare me the oh the second the second half Green Bay's offense was anemic, absolutely. But in the first half, Tampa's defense looked like it couldn't stop a nosebleed. And you know what? Green Bay did enough to win on the road against what everybody thinks is the best or the second best team in the NFC. Not anymore. Green Bay. This was an elevator game for them, and they have elevated themselves to the top right with Philadelphia as the second or best team in the NFC as we sit here right now. Have something to say about this Green Bay football game? Call the Botabox wine line at 855-616-1620. Botabox, this is how we Boda. Please drink responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Botabox Vineyards, Manteca, California. So you can give us a call, shoot us a text, give us your reaction as the Packers defeat the Buccaneers 14-12. to 255 yards passing for Aaron Rodgers. A couple touchdowns did throw that interception in the second half. And the one thing I did like about the offense it seems like, and, and it's easy to kind of forget because it's seen, I mean, outside of the, the one kind of catch he had right away on first down, I don't know, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, one of the few first downs the Packers had in the first half. This, to me, was a growing game for Romeo Dobbs. Previously, all the Packers were doing with Romeo, kind of those little smoke screens on the outside, just get the ball in his hands with some blockers out front, with some of the injuries that they've had, with all other guys that were unavailable, whether it's Sammy Watkins going on IR this weekend, whether it's Christian Watson not being able to play with a hamstring issue. Romeo Dobbs was pressed into action, and I liked what I saw out of the wide receiver. I think that he took a step forward, and as he continues to grow, the offense will continue to grow. Yeah, uh, the days of everybody saying uh, Sammy Watkins is going to be the one or two and all this, uh, Romeo Dobbs is going to be wide receiver one sooner than later, and he may already be. I know Al Lazar has got that. Uh, Yeah, uh, I I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Romeo Dobbs has had this talent. He showed out today, and this is the classic. Homer, you're the old guy on the panel. Uh, Wally Pipp was the guy that got replaced by Lou Gehrig, correct? Homer was actually at that game. <laughs> it was one of my finer games. I, I uh, it was I, I uh, did very good that day. Yes, I I had Gehrig's name wrong. I call him Gehrig, and I, they had to correct me on that. Oh. But other than that, yeah, Romeo Dobbs is. You think he's going to be it's that over. good? I think it's apparent. Uh, I, it was it was obvious to me, Tausch. Did like, you watch th- the game? Yeah. I did. Well, no, he's the number one guy, but that, now we're. Uh, how 
Are you I'm saying? Not crowning him. I'm not saying he's Devontae. Well, no, I didn't say that. I'm saying, yeah, he is going to get more and more opportunities because yeah. the only thing really holding him back is his inexperience and not knowing everything yet, and he's going to have to continue to speed up his progression because Sammy Watkins is out for four weeks now. No, I'm not Sammy arguing Watkins, with you. I'm just curious as to what you were saying about not how good he is now, but how good he might be. Are you commenting on... Well, you heard Greg Olson and uh, Burkhart talking yeah, about he need the to floor shave. having to... Rest- Come on, Olson, shave. Ooh. Oh, he's rugged. It's rugged. Oh, rugged, I, I yes. Dobbs, he's a good-looking man. Dobbs You're not today. doing a fishing show. Come on. Dobbs today showed okay, what we've all kind of heard and talked yeah. about, and it's... It's those type of plays that he, that explosiveness, he still has a long way to go. And I think Alan Lazard proved his mettle on, you know, the first down catch and the fade route that he caught. Uh, He still is going to be considered the number one guy. But when it comes to the big play and when you need to go. Nobody's, come on, nobody's going to say he's the number one guy. Lazard? Lazard is perfect at what he is. He's a 2-3 and can score, great blocker. but he's the number one receiver. No. If you're asking right now, no, not not not. No. If you're That's asking what me, will tell you. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, telling you, well. Dobbs is the number one receiver. I said it was Watkins last week. Well, he he did what he does best, get hurt. But Romeo Dobbs is the number one receiver right now. You say yeah. not? Well, I, uh, no arguments from me. No, oh, okay. I, I believe eight, eight. that's the case, and I think. He's going to continue on. Eight targets for Romeo Dobbs today. Six targets for Ellen Lazard. Dobbs caught all eight of the passes thrown his way. Lazard, four catches on six of those targets. 855-616-1620 is the Boda Box wine line. If you want to join the Green Bay Game Day postgame show, and that's where we go out to Zayden Intosa. Zayden, you are on Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh... First off, I want to say the the negative Nancy uh, stuff. I I hate that. I mean, this Packers team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a third week, third week. Um, young team, young team. It's it's created to be the defense, the defense, and then Aaron Rodgers just do enough to get across the finish line, you know. And that's exactly what we did. I can't. Uh, Dobbs went. He was amazing today. I would say best game of his career easily. Um, that goes without saying, but no, I thought I thought we really really handled it well. Yeah, I, I was a really. Come on, I love that best game of his career. <laughs> it's small sample size, but yeah, without I'm a doubt, with it, but it's true. Is 100 correct. What's the earliest that's ever been he, he said is, about a player the best play game of his career? <laughs> he's speaking truth. Yeah. No, I, hey, I, I get the I, fact that wrong? no, you're not wrong. You are no, definitely you're not wrong. Percent right. You nailed it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we, we so appreciate the call. I, I, Thanks, Ed. Yeah, thank you. I, I get the idea that everybody's frustrated with how that played out at the end until you weren't frustrated. But football, and Homer, you know this, there's ebbs and flows, and there's stuff that happens that are you have to be able to bounce back when a 90-yard drive happens. Do we wish it didn't? And I don't think it should have. I. Joe Barry and the defensive calls not getting lined up and all of this that you, you that's what gets you beat and this team was fortunate to come out of it but what you saw in that first half is what you're hoping to see more of and there are going to be ups and downs this offense is not a finished product there is a lot of room to grow but what I saw today especially from the O line 
I thought protection-wise, they did a very nice job. Running the football, especially in the second half, no. It was tough. It was hard. But this is a – this is – you look at this compared to after the Bears game. The Bears are not a very good football team. Correct. This is a very good defensive football team. Without a doubt. This offense, when they get all their people back, will be a much different matchup for this defense. But that's not who they played. They played a limited Tampa Bay offense. And until the last drive, did everything, created turnovers, did everything you looked for. And as a Packer fan tonight, when you're sip, sitting back and enjoying your post-game beverage, you have to feel awesome. You just went down in 90-degree heat against the GOAT on their home field. You didn't have uh, some of your weapons. Your star corner is out almost immediately in the beginning of the game. And you found a way to grind out a hard-fought win? <whistles> Tip the cap. That's gutty. Speaking of that postgame beverage, Green Bay game day postgame is brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982. Light, crisp, and refreshing. And ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you, brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste. Barley, rice, hops, and water. Pick up Bud Light during your next visit to your local favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly 2022 Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. The Boda Box wine line is open, 855-616-1620. We hear from you. Coming up next on the Green Bay Game Day Post Game Show on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day Post Game on the Tundra Trio Radio Network with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Packers are victorious. We'll have a victory Monday tomorrow as the Packers are now 2-1 after their victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am Gabe Knight, so along with the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher and Steve the Homer True. We are taking your calls on the Boda Box Wine Line, 855-616-1620. Let's go out to that Boda Box Wine Line where we find Aaron in Chicago. Aaron, you're on Green Bay Game Day Post Game on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Hello. What's happening, Aaron? Oh, I'm just a pack Chicago, living my best life. What do you got on today's game? Oh my God, I needed this man. Like, if I, I just want to. So I'm, I'm also Jewish. So I'm a minority in Chicago in many ways. I'm a Jew who's a Packers fan, and um, I don't know if you guys know, but tomorrow's Rosh Hashanah, really big deal for Jews. And I told my dad. And he always li- he and he he always listens to you guys and big long time fan. I told him I'm like Dad, we gotta go to synagogue tomorrow because like uh, Pope Vince is smiling down on us today. Like we needed this win. Isn't isn't <laughs> well, Yom Kippur like, really close too? I got confused. Is yeah, Yom- it's, it's up after. That's after. Oh, all right. Yeah, Sorry. that's like. That's a sad one. That's a sad one, but this this is a happy one. This is huge for you, Aaron, because the Bears won as well earlier today. So even though the Packers beat the Bears last week, (laughs) you would have probably had to deal with, had the Packers not hung on and won this game, you probably would have had to deal with Bears fans down in Chicago rubbing in your face that their team is 2-1 and and the Packers were 1-2. But that is not the case for you. You get a victory Monday tomorrow. No. Yeah, exactly. And I was ready. Oh. I was preparing for the worst or the second worst. Well, no, this is the second worst. It would have been better if they lost, but it's fine. They won. Because I'm like, 
it's fine. I tell my friends and my coworkers and whatever, I'm like, no, I want some competition. You guys need to do better. Like, I'm happy you want. You need to do better. Like, I've been bored. I've just been bored. Uh, I absolutely love it, Aaron. This We've, is the first. I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. This is the first Jewish com, pack, Packer combo I've ever <laughs> that, experienced. That, that we've it's had. Fabulous. Well, yeah. we appreciate yeah. the. Uh, we exist. We do. No, no, well, you're fine. Are. I know this is what that meant. I'm well aware of everything, but I just never had a Jewish Packer combo oh. before. Oh, oh, yeah. We're in Milwaukee suburbs, you know, and we're in Chicago on the north side and the north suburbs. But we're strong, man. We're around. We're few, but we are strong. Well, <laughs> we certainly appreciate the call, Aaron, and hope you enjoy the high holiday tomorrow. Um, again. No, yeah. I, so that part is all great. That's what you guys gleaned from that. The fact that she's telling the Bears to do better so that it's more interesting, <laughs> and that's the part. We could have used that call last week. That's the, that's the like ultimate... That's like the ultimate insult you can lob your buddies, right? Like, if you have a yeah. friend who's a Bears fan and you're a Packers fan, that's the ultimate insult. Like, hey, just do better. Like, I, I'm bored by this. You have to be better so I can be entertained. Yeah, I'm sick of beating you like this. Be better so that it's more entertaining for me as a player. But uh, when you look back at this game tonight, and I know that the it's a split because I think you're – you're thinking, wow, we are a dynamite football squad when you watch the first, I don't know, what, 20, 21 minutes of that game. You're thinking, Aaron Jones fumble, obviously, a turning point in the game. But then the defense is able to still make enough plays, create a couple turnovers, and snuff everything out until that last drive. You never felt like Tampa was ever going to get anything going. No, I, I don't know at- if that's how you guys felt. That's what I felt. I, I felt really good because after after that punt, which was a good punt, um, and it pins them back at the 10-yard line, I looked over at Homer and I go, okay, all you have to do is prevent a, D, a team that you've been dominating from going 90 yards. Now, ultimately, they weren't able to do that, but they got the stop on the two-point By the conversion. time you said that, they had already gone 22, but <laughs> you're, I would agree with you. But I mean, but yeah, they, I mean, the defense played really well. The defense played the way they were supposed to, and... At least the way I've decided to approach this offense, guys, is all right. Are we seeing growth within that offense? And I think we saw growth from some of the wide receivers. This game was huge. Dobbs. Yes, without a doubt. I think that's the biggest takeaway that I have is his growth is only going to continue to make this team better because it's obvious with this team, it's not about how good they are week two, week three, even next week against the Patriots. It's about how good are they in week 12, 13, 14, going into late December, early January when you're getting up, getting gearing up for the playoffs. There's no need. I had him the number one receiver last week, but there's no need to worry as much about him getting hurt because I thought he had the most weapons as a receiver. And now he's out for four weeks, and Dobbs clearly can do the same. I, I loved what, I don't know who said it, they go, everybody out there is fast, but he seems like he's fast. Yeah, just, he seems like he's got that extra gear. He just stands out when you watch him. That's the one thing about Romeo is he stands out when you're just watching him on TV. Yeah, I really thought, and it was early in the second quarter, the little keep pass, and you think, all right, A-Rod ended up rolling out to the right, and Dobbs kind of sealed himself open, and it should have been a three- or four-yard gain. And he picked up 11. That's when you see those difference makers where it's everything is hard and you got to grind and get – it's easy. 
He's got easy speed. He's got he gets in and out of his stuff easy. So I think the the nice part is his head's probably still swimming, trying to figure out where to line up and where his route depth is, needs to be. And Lafleur, I thought, did a great job of getting the ball in his hands early and let him just be him, not making him outthink and overthink and analyze coverages. Let's just get him the ball and let his confidence build while you get that production that he's got. And that's why I was so excited with the first half. And I can understand why people are disappointed in the second half, but you have to kind of understand that there are, as Kirk Cameron and the whole crew, there's still going to be growing pains as we get moving. 855-616-1620, the Boda Box wine line, if you want to join the show, that's where we go to talk to A&T, the Hope Boy, a member of the Scalzo and Brust family, Scalzo and Brust on ESPN Wisconsin, 4 to 6 weekday afternoons. A&T, my man, you are on the Tundra Trio Radio Network and the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, I just wanted to, you know, like usually I'm, I'm down with Homer and I appreciate his takes, but I'm like, y'all need to get him some Geritol or some ginseng or something because maybe he didn't see the first half of the game. <laughs> Ayahuasca. You, you, you gotta, uh, whatever. You got to put the whole game together, right? You, you got to put the whole game together. Like the defense definitely handled their, their business. I'm with Tausch on this one. The defense held it down. Um, and you gotta you gotta count. They had some miscues in the second second half. We saw when they weren't even set up uh, for the one play where Tampa got the first down. So that's part on coaching. That's part on just making sure this team is getting together and becoming who they need to be. So don't discount the defense, man. And and like in honor of Little Wayne, I'm gonna call them the Green Bay Goblin defense because they handled their business uh, this evening and uh, they came out there and played excellently, even without Jair Alexander. So. Got to show him love, man. And Homer, usually love you. But hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Today, now you, you're gonna say, uh, were you you're gonna admit the Packer defense was lucky? You're gonna add that? No, I didn't say they were lucky. No, I said, but don't you I think you should? No, don't you think they were? You watched no, that? Did you watch the second not. half of the game? What do you mean lucky? How many times absolutely have you seen a delay not. of game? How many times have you seen a delay of game on a two point conversion in your life? That, that ain't got nothing to, that of course, to do. You with think them. it's not easier they to stop from seven yards out it. than two? The Green Bay Packers they got historically lucky. Go ahead, just say it because you watched the whole game. I know. But but Homer, you years past, you always wait a minute. Just just today, did the Packers good? get historically lucky at the end of the game? Yes or no? Did they get absolutely historically not, lucky? Absolutely not. not. Because how many times in so, your life have you seen a team take too much time on a two point conversion? How many times? You did watch the second they half. They did it you? to play before. They just didn't call it. They didn't. They did it to play before. It's oh, now we're adding. Call. They didn't call. So the oh, yeah, I forgot to make that category. I'm saying the play before. Yeah, the play before. That was a delay of game. If you want to like be technical, but the point is, they did what they needed to do because they were and because they got lucky. Done. They were in a lucky situation. Yeah. That's not a lucky situation. <laughs> I, I rest my case. He's, he's, he's play, not going to play the hand. I need, have, I may need Geritol. You need you glasses. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the call, I, I, I man. I don't need them. I don't need them yet. All right. That's you. All right, thanks. <laughs> we appreciate the call. 855-616-1620 is the number to join the Green Bay Game Day post-game show. You can join us. We're going to continue to talk to you. Coming up next is the Packers are victorious 14-12 over the Tampa Bay Were they lucky? Were they lucky? I'll ask both of you. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think they were fortunate. Yes. No. They were not lucky. <laughs> what? No, there ain't nothing not lucky overall. about holding no. a team. Hold up. 
There ain't anything lucky about holding a team to 34 that yards. That wasn't what I were... said they were lucky about. They're lucky about that in the two-point conversion, they had to stop them from the seven instead of the two. Yeah, they were very fortunate there. Mm-hmm. They got no, a break. They, they still had to do it. You, they they got did a break. nothing to do that. That's not I didn't luck. say they did. How many times that, have it's you ineptitude by It's ineptitude by the Tampa Bay team. It ain't anything to do with Green Bay. It ain't luck. And luck is if the ball ricochets off. Luck is if the ball ricochets off a goalpost and it goes the other that's way. Probably or it ricochets happened. off a helmet. Well, that's probably happened that more often luck. than what we saw. I'll bet that's happened more often than what we saw today. 855-616-1620. It is the Botabox Wine Line. Also want to tell you about Tito's Handmade Vodka. It's America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beveridge built his very own distillery and put his life savings into it. Since then, he's won the unanimous Judge's Choice double gold medal at the World Spirits Competition, the Chairman's Trophy for the World's Best Vodka Tonic, and many others. Tito's Handmade Vodka is still made on the same land where it started all, where it all started in Austin, Texas. Distilled from corn and gluten-free, Visit them at titosvodka.com for recipes, videos, and more. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof. Crafted to be savored responsibly. We'll continue to get more takes from Homer and Tausch and you on the Box Wine Line at 855-616-1620 as we continue on the Green Bay Game Day post-game show on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. This is Green Bay Game Day post-game on the Tundra Trio Radio Network with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Sponsored by Bud Light. Light, clean, and crisp tasting. Quick throw inside. He got him again, and he's in! Dobbs, what a drive for the rookie! As pointed out by one of our astute callers earlier, career day for Romeo Dobbs. Three games in, we don't need to talk about that. But eight catches, 73 yards, got all eight passes thrown his way. And that, to me, guys, that is how you really start that chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. When Aaron Rodgers throws you the ball eight times, you catch all eight. Especially some of them, uh, I know he had the in-breaking route in the second half. That that was a first down for the Packers. That was a hands catch. Like he's clearly starting to gain the trust of his quarterback. Yeah. I think the big thing for him is uh, to continue to show he understands what Aaron Rodgers is seeing and thinking. So right now, I think we saw some key passes that he caught in the one you just mentioned, Gabe. You the way you get. Aaron Rodgers to trust you is by continuing to practice the right way and to continue to show that you know where you're supposed to be, you know what he's thinking, and then you're going to catch the football when the opportunity comes. That's why Romeo had a fantastic day, a career day, if you will. 855-616-1620, the number to get into the program. That's the Box Wine Line. We do have a text from Brandon in Tulsa saying, Rashawn Gary is an absolute beast. He's definitely elite. This offense is only going to get better going forward. Same for the defense. Super Bowl bound all the way. So Brandon, certainly a believer. Also a text from the 262 uh, pointing out a delay of game on a two-point try happened last week as well. In the Arizona-Las Vegas game, no time was left. Arizona still converted and then eventually won that game in OT. 855-616-1620. We go out to John in Lake Geneva. John, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. How you guys doing? I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you. I want to go back to what Homer said about luck, though, real quick, because 
you could say what you want about them having the delay game on that final play going for the two-point conversion. How about when Tampa Bay is backed up in their own end zone on the punt and they get a – I'm on the radio, I can't swear. They get a very unlucky running into the kicker call where the defender was clearly pushed into the kicker, should have never had a flag in the first place. And then when they go to re-kick it, they – oh, wait, before I even get there, on the, whole, on the uh, running into the kicker call, Amari Rodgers returns it to the Tampa Bay 32, but instead they throw the flag. They kick it again. We're in significantly worse field position. And on top of it, there was an extremely weak block in the back call on one of the special teamers, number 20. I forget his name. And then also a couple drives later, there was a horrendous, horrendous block in the back call on Alan Lazard. I forgot if it was a uh, a seam route to the tight end or maybe Aaron Jones ran up, up the middle. I'm not sure. But either way, it was a first down. And then that was negated by a very weak call, too. So, there's always an element of luck in this game. Not that I'm an old guy. I'm only 28. But I've watched enough football to where there is always an element of luck in succeeding sometimes. It's just part of the game. But it went both ways this game. There's a lot more that I can talk about, but I don't want to take up too much air time. But I definitely wanted to touch on that. Well, we certainly appreciate it. And, and I think there is, yeah, that's where I think maybe luck is going too far. They were fortunate. I think they were fortunate that that Tampa Bay ended up getting you know the on the excuse me yeah, the delay game penalty, but it, it was a break that they took advantage of. That's what you yeah, have to do when you get those yeah. breaks. You take advantage of the breaks. They were unfortunate with some of the penalties that uh, old boy was just talking about too, and then you start looking at uh, some of the other things. Whether it was the delay a game that they didn't call that was earlier, there's always these things that can go either way. But to say that Green Bay was lucky to win this game, no offense to I didn't to say they were lucky absolute... to win this game. You did? No. I don't I don't believe I ever said they're lucky. They were lucky in that situation to ha- to have it be uh from the 7 instead of the 2. Cuz that doesn't well, happen. That's incredible luck. They took advantage of the luck, but they were lucky. To stop them from the 7 is different from stopping them from the 2 and they didn't have anything to do with okay. that. They just faced a team that went brain dead, and I guess it happened once before, but it almost never happens. So, yeah, they got lucky. And then they won, but I didn't say they were lucky to win the game. That situation was different than, would they have stopped them from the two? I don't know, but it's a hell of a lot easier than from the seven. Well, it sounds like, and I can't wait to hear Aaron Rodgers' post-game sound, sounds like Aaron Rodgers saw something on the Jumbotron and gave that information to his coaches to stop that two-point play. Uh, I just Whoa. saw it on yeah. Twitter. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if I we can get that sound. I cannot wait to hear yeah, we'll see if we can get that Aaron sound. Yeah, that was uh, something he was talking with Tom Rinaldi about uh, after the game. We'll see if we can get that sound and play it back, that there was something that he saw, because uh, and, and I'm not quite sure what it was, but there was something he said he saw on the, on the Jumbotron that they passed along, and then Devondre Campbell ends up making the play. So is he going to be defensive coordinator and general manager? Ooh, that's a lot. I mean, a lot on his plate. He needs if he's gonna the the second half the way the offense played. We don't need to add more to Aaron Rodgers' plate. He's got some stuff to clean up too. Uh, that was for as much as I was scolding Homer earlier about not being a negative Nelly. Offensively, he did not play a great second half of football. He was fantastic in the first half, and it isn't a coincidence that when he's playing well. 
things seem to move pretty smoothly. When he doesn't and you don't have that dominant run game like we had last week because Tampa's defense is stout, you're going to have some struggles. And I, I assumed we'd see that. I was actually more surprised about what we saw in the first half than what we saw in the second half. Pleasantly surprised at the first half. The second half is kind of what I thought this game was going to be. Really hard to move the football. Think you thought it was really going to be that hard, hard to, yeah, oh, to yeah. get a first down? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I picked. I thought today's game, I thought our defense would dominate. I picked them to shut out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if it wasn't for some luck, that would have happened today. Yeah, you picked 12 nothing. Were you thinking four field 12, goals? No, yeah, it was a, it was a playoff of, uh, no, I never said it was all field goals or what, but it was a playoff of the TB12. Oh, Aaron sure. Rodgers is 12. I get and you. And I believed that it was going to be an incredibly low-scoring game that Green Bay's defense would showcase they were the best defense. And regardless of what Homer or anybody else thinks, I believe that was was proven today. In this one game, Yes, today Green mm-hmm. Bay's defense was the best. 855-616-1620, the Boda Box Wine Line. We go to George in Cincinnati. George, you are on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Hey, uh, long-time fan, first-time caller. Uh, really like the show. Thank you, everybody. Um, is David Bakhtiari the uh, best left tackle in the entire world or what? Uh, I think he single-handedly uh, helped with those two scores in which won the game. I think he, he was the unsung hero of the first half of the rest of the game. I'll take my, uh, your comments off the air. Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate the call, George. So th- That's definitely something I want to talk to you about, Tausch, because they were rotating him in and out. He was... Every other play, or excuse me, every, every other drive in the first half with Yash Nyman, I think it wasn't quite every other drive in the second half. I thought I saw him out there a little bit more. I could be mistaken, but that seems to be the plan to at least ease him back in after going 20 months without playing a lot of meaningful snaps outside of the 20-odd sum that he played last year against the Lions. Yeah, I, I liked their decisions on that because... You know, I think last week when he didn't practice on Wednesday, it was a lot of resignation from Packer fans that maybe he never was going to play again. Uh, a matter of fact, we did a poll just to gauge that, and we had, I think, 3,500 people, and 45% of those folks thought he'd never play again. Well, he played, and I thought for the most part, you can never underestimate the lift that a veteran of David Bakhtiari, when he comes back in, will give the rest of his teammates emotionally. But I thought he held up pretty well for the first time of playing meaningful snaps since you know last December, but then really for about 22, 23 months. You don't want to just throw him out there. It's 98 degrees. You're going to be doing him a disservice by doing it. And Yash Diamond has earned the right to get reps. So it was a big move. I think it was something that everybody was waiting on, and I'm sure David feels a monster sense of relief getting on that plane to fly home tonight saying, finally, I don't have to sit here and keep talking about all this other stuff. I could just get back to playing football. And I'm sure he's a little nervous about how he's going to feel tomorrow. But big lift. And that group up front, while they didn't run it great, pass protection looked markedly better, in my opinion, than what we've seen uh, even in the first two weeks of this season. 855-616-1620, the Botabox wine line. We go out to David in McFarland. David, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. 
Hello, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? What's up, David? Hey, yeah, uh, just a quick few things. Um, one, I thought uh, the rookies played super, super well today. We saw Quay, uh, even Devontae Wyatt, uh, he got a nice push up the middle on that last drive there uh, to force an incompletion. I thought the rookies played really well. Uh, and then not to look too far ahead, but, I mean, yeah, the team's not looking, like, super great that second half, but you look, look ahead and, and the next couple of games – I mean, it, it looks pretty favorable for the team to, to kind of, you know, fix some things and get things corrected. And, and lastly, man, I'm not one to tell somebody what to do, but gosh, Roger, Rogers needs to cut that hair, man. It, it's not looking great. Have a good night, guys. Appreciate you, David. Uh, anybody have any comments? Well, on... Didn't he just get a cut? Yeah, he did. He's got a cut. He did. And... He wanted to cut more. Yeah. No, I'm I'm against okay. all cutting of hair. Anybody who has hair should be happy they have it. Yeah, let it rip. Have I, as long I don't as have possible. a problem. Let it rip. Yeah, I, all right. I'm with Homer on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where to really go uh, off of all of that. I think that you just got through a meaty, tough part of your schedule, two and one. I think Green Bay would have taken that all day, every day. If you said after three weeks, we're going to be two and one, with what a battered New England team that their quarterback left the game writhing in pain. They're not very good. What, then you go to London and play the Giants. They ain't very good. And then the Jets stink. So, realistically, you're going to be a 5-1 and one football team by the time you get done with that London Jets trip. I think everybody up at Lambeau would take that all day, every day, and feel really good about moving forward. Uh, after this little stretch that they have. I mean, I, for one, am not just going to willy-nilly put wins on the board, given what happened across the NFL today. The Colts, who looked like they couldn't do anything, beat the Chiefs today. The... uh... One of one of the preseason darlings for everyone, the Los Angeles Chargers got absolutely pasted at home by the Jacksonville Jaguars today, thirty eight to ten. The Buffalo Bills, despite like out gaining the Dolphins, out they had double the plays. They had the ball for double time of possession. They lost on the road to Miami, twenty one nineteen. So weird things certainly happen each and every week. But the Packers are fourteen and twelve. Or excuse me, fourteen to twelve winners today. Over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will continue to take your calls, 855-616-1620 on the Botabox Wine Line, coming up next. But first, you can be a gold breaker at Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. To win your share of $1 million in cash and prizes, just play your favorite games Sundays through September. Catch all the football action in the Fire Pitch Sports Bar, the ultimate Sunday fun day. Learn more at PaceBig.com slash Gold Breaker. More of your calls next on the Green Bay Game Day Post Game Show on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. This is Green Bay Game Day Post Game on the Tundra Trio Radio Network with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Rodgers going for it all. Deep downfield. Lazard has the catch. Alan Lazard beat Winfield over the top. That was a big play, and I thought it was one that was going to potentially put the game away, but Tampa Bay ended up getting the stop for Green Bay. The Packers had to punt it away. Tampa Bay would then go 89 yards in their best, pl- best drive 
of the game. 13 plays, 89 yards in 2 minutes, 50 seconds, but did not get the two-point conversion. The Packers win 14-12 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. I'm Gabe Nigel, along with Steve the Homer True and the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher. We're taking your calls on the Botabox wine line at 855-616-1620. That's where we find Bill in Madison. Bill, you're on the Green Bay, Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Winning's great. Yes, it is. Um, a couple things I want to take away. One, the luck thing on the defense. I think we're mostly lucky that uh, the Bucks didn't have Godwin or Evans on the field. I think that would have been a vastly different game. But you play the team that's on the field. I think our defense went played well. Quay Walker was mentioned. Unsung rookie on this team. Um, again, I don't like our play calling in the second half. We seem to go away from what's working. What worked those first two drives? We're passing the ball. We're moving it down the field. We're hitting different receivers. That worked. Then what do we do? We went to our running backs, and they just run into the Tampa Bay line for the first two downs. Then it's third and six, and they know what's coming, and they cover it. So I think going forward, our play calling needs to be a lot better on offense. I am pretty happy with our defense and the play of Quay Walker. Um, that's about all I got for you guys. All right. We, well, we certainly appreciate the call, Bill. And, and Tausch, I guess I defer to you as you know the guy who played a decade in the NFL, but it seemed like to me Tampa Bay kind of changed what they were doing, so the Packers had to change what they were doing on offense mm-hmm. instead of blitzing, instead of coming after Rodgers and leaving more single high safety situations. They were kind of doing the two-shell thing that we saw last week from the Chicago Bears where you have to be more patient and those big plays just aren't going to be there the way they were on those first two to three drives. Yeah, I, it, it was surprising to me. Todd Bowles loves blitzing. He loves putting pressure and being aggressive. And I thought Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers had a great plan for what that looked like early in the game. And Todd Bowles continued to do it. Green Bay continued to gash them. And then you, know, you get the two touchdown drives. You're moving it again. And then Aaron Jones on a, you know, I, I, hey, first off, Everybody's going to blame Aaron Jones for fumbling the football. Not a great throw by Rodgers, if we're being fair. Threw it behind him a little bit. And then Vita Vey coming smoking uh, downhill. That ain't easy. I'm not, I'm not mad at Aaron Jones on that fumble. <laughs> that's a big boy I, coming that, really tough, fast. Yeah, that's a tough uh, operation. But then after that, and this is the part, and I'm not going to be negative, Nelly, but Todd Bowles ate Matt LaFleur's lunch in the second half. Just by simply saying, all right, we're going to do things a lot differently. We're going to go back and do the stuff that you haven't uh, from an adjustment standpoint. And Green Bay never really countered or made any adjustments off of Bowles adjustment. So just because something's working in the first quarter doesn't mean it's going to work in the third quarter. Good coaches aren't going to let you do that. So then you have to make sure you're moving your rook or you're moving your knight. Oh, these are chess references, just, Homer. You can't sit yeah. there and just say, well, I'm just going to you know, hope that that pawn keeps moving and I'm not going to get hit with a bishop. No, you have to understand, hey, they're probably going to do this. i got to understand what they're going to be doing so that I know what I should be doing. And it can't always just be, well, this is what we're doing. So I thought the chessboard, you know, they, we saw a lot of pieces get knocked off. But 
And I don't remember this, Gabe. I don't know if you're a chess what guy. What responsibility you, you give? Uh, yes, I, I like. Uh, Can I finish my analogy and then you jump? <laughs> yeah, in? Let, let him let him finish the, the chess analogy. Okay, knight to rook. What three. is it? The queen that stands at the end is when you know you win, and when you flip it over, king. or is it no, the, the king? king. It's the king because the queen can move wherever. The king can only go one. Okay, the queen is Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Campbell flipped the king over, which yep. is Brady, and that said. Deuces B, we're heading out of Tampa because we out you, but it was ugly. There are a lot of shrapnel hit a lot of pieces on that board uh, in, my in chest, the second half. How much responsibility does Rodgers have? Yes. For the lack of uh, Wait, chess adjustment. Yeah, I was about to say we're gonna we're just gonna like. I mean, how many people do we think actually understood Tausch's chess reference? Do people even play chess anymore? I mean, I know yeah, I yes. understood it. Oh but yes, yeah. I don't know if like are young people very, playing chess. We have a very smart audience, so I am not afraid to throw smart things at our fans. Uh, Aaron Rodgers deserves a ton of the. It's Aaron and Lafleur. I know. Aaron sees things. He has to say that you know it's him and Lafleur are a team. They're a partnership, and their partnership in the second half wasn't very good. I what you want us to sit here and blow? I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke. You went over for seven on third down. You, you weren't on the field at all, and Tampa. They figured something out, and you didn't make any adjustments. So the great thing about professional sports and sports in general, if you're a coach, is when you have a lot of stuff to go work on and learn from, and you do it in a hard-fought win. You don't want to always be learning lessons like Wisconsin's going to be learning lessons, getting beat by 40. You'd much rather it be, hey, we didn't we didn't play well, but we were tough and we found a way to win. There's a lot of stuff that Matt LaFleur is going to look back at and say, Ugh, this second half was ugly. Who was the man? Too many pawns. Who was the man? It's definitely not a pawn. Who was the man? We're going to tell you right now. Who was the man in the green and gold game? It's time to find out who the man is. The man is sponsored by New Male Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Male. You can too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. You... Tausch, who did you think was the man today in the Packers 14 12 win? It's easy. I'm going to leave the low hanging fruit for you two. I'm going David Bakhtiari. And the That's reason my I'm going choice D-Bak- too. Oh, well, then I guess it's not the. Maybe I took the low hanging fruit. I grabbed the apples <laughs> and started wolfing them down. Well, I want, I've got the David apples. Bakhtiari. Throw another chess. Get, some, get, get a chess analogy in here. <laughs> no, you I know, when your bitch is. When your rook. Or no, when your horse has been. Uh, when your knight Bishops has been out. You just can't and, be as aggressive yeah. offensively. When, you're, when yeah. your horse. Uh. <laughs> That's well, what we call them chess. in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, chess is something else. Uh, David Bakhtiari deserves a ton of credit. Uh, I understand where fans were coming from in the frustration. I don't. Or, uh, uh, no, I do. Because you're paying him a lot of money, and you want, and you you don't get any information. You start just listening to everything. So fans were frustrated because oh, David got pulled off the pup list. For David Bakhtiari, this has to be so sweet. And to be able to get back out there, and even though he played probably half the snaps, to get that done and to find a way to win and just get back out with the guys after that this 22- to 23-month saga that he went on, I'm tipping the cap and saying 
he's a man for getting his butt back out there and being able to give meaningful snaps tonight. And I'm agreeing with that because I got irritated with fans. Look, David Bakhtiari will never do anything that you can object to. He will do everything possible to play. He will do everything right. And for people to question that he had anything to do, not only question, but not give him, he gets for a pass forever in my mind about always doing the best, wanting to play. No one should ever worry about him being a part of the problem. He's only the answer. Uh, I'm going to go with Devondre Campbell. Devondre Campbell's my man because if you go in there and we're talking about how great that defense played, dude had 14 tackles, eight solo tackles, and oh, by the way, made the game-winning play that prevented the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from potentially getting a two-point conversion. He's the one Pretty who knocked lucky. away. He's Pretty the one lucky. who knocked it away. Made a great play going sideline. Maybe he got a tip from Aaron Rodgers. It I guess we have to find if out because if they were at the two-yard line, they wouldn't have ran that play. So yeah, nicely done, Tosh. Thanks. <laughs> Apparently, Tausch agreeing with Homer now. 855-616-1620. We go back out to you on the Boda Box Wine Line. Coming up next on the Green Bay Game Day Post Game Show. This is Green Bay Game Day Post Game on the Tundra Trio Radio Network with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Packers scored on a 10-play drive their first possession. This is the 12th play of this drive in this extreme heat. Rodgers fires quickly, end zone is caught for the touchdown by Alan Lazard. Packers started off the game on fire. 10 plays, 75 yards, touchdown, 12 plays, 71 yards, touchdown, and that was the play that capped off that second touchdown drive, and well, for the Packers, all they needed, they win 14-12 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is the Green Bay Game Day postgame show with Gabe Nigel, Steve the Homer True, and the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher. We're taking your calls on the Boda Box wine line at 855-616-1620. That's where we find Joe and Glenn Allen. Joe, you are on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. What's up, Joe? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I like how Dobbs played today, but are we going to need one more guy on the receiving squad? Or do you guys think we're good with the squad we have? Also, why didn't we include any of that motion running stuff like last week? Uh, that's question. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I think, Gabe, I think that's a – so to answer your question, and I think both are the same answer, it's Christian Watson. Uh, you know, he was out. He was the jet sweep guy. He was the pop pass guy. I think he does a lot of things that Matt LaFleur really enjoys using because of the manipulation that that forces linebackers and safeties to do. So Christian Watson is going to continue. I think we saw how much Green Bay values him by the amount of snaps he's played up till today. And then obviously he you know, was not able to go. But I think getting him back, developing him, and then you're hoping that Sammy Watkins can be a role player at some point. But I, as I said, when we signed him, and even when he had the big game last week, you just have to – you can't bank on the fact that he's going to get injured. But if you're counting on him to be your guy for a market for a big amount of games, you're going to be disappointed. You better have a plan. This plan's getting sped up. And luckily, Romeo Dobbs was up to the task today. And now, at what happens with young players, especially with a veteran quarterback and a coaching staff, you earn those ops. He's earning more ops. 
because of what he did today. So now he's going to earn more opportunities. Randall Cobb looked fantastic in the opportunities he got today. Alan Lazard's Alan Lazard. And then you get Christian Watson back. All of a sudden, what looked like is, oh, I don't know how long this is going to take. This process could get sped up, and this team is going to continue to get better and better as that process speeds up. In terms of the jet sweep, I think there's also a factor of how fast that Tampa Bay defense is. We've seen this, whether it's been just run plays, you know, zone outside with Aaron Jones in two years ago when they played at Tampa Bay or in the NFC Championship game. It's tough to attack the edges of that defense because those linebackers are so fast. So that could have also factored into the reason why Matt LaFleur didn't go any jet sweep like he did last week. Yeah, but I mean, I think Christian Watson is his jet sweep guy. Yeah, yeah, because he's got that speed. So when you take him out of the equation, you still you didn't see the. You same don't think thing. Dobbs has Obviously, enough speed to do that? Again, you're not asking Romeo Dobbs to play a big game of chess right now. You're asking him oh to boy. just do what he can do. More chess. But I'm not going to go yeah. down the chess. <laughs> no, he's like a, he's like a rook more than a queen. You yeah, can't, you know. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie, and you want him. You don't want to start adding in all these other things when. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers fully trusts that process. Today is going a long way in allowing Aaron Rodgers to start trusting more and more and getting some wrinkles and finding some different spots. But Amari Rodgers did that in the preseason. I don't think Amari Rodgers is going to see a lot. And by the way, not to be negative, Nelly again, what, Amari Rodgers' fair catch is too much. There was room on top of room. And he fair caught two or three balls. At, and maybe that's what they told him to do, just be secure with the football. But he needs to be more aggressive as a punt returner. That's my other take. I mean, I, I'm going to build on your chest takes. I think Christian Watson is a rook because he goes side to side on those jet sweeps or he just runs the nine route. He just goes up the field. That's all he's done. That's all we've seen Christian Watson do so far. So I like him That's being the rook good, Gabe. on the uh, on so the chest. The I, think, Lazar? I think Dobbs can run the reserve, reverse, be, or run the whatever end sweep, whatever you want to call it, better than Watson. What's Cobber? What's oh, Cobber we haven't mentioned Cobb. Oh, please don't get hurt. I mean, I know you're going to get hurt, and and just he has he's a significant part of the offense. He has more bursts than yep. Amari Rogers at this point, which is probably That's not a good thing. Maybe for... true. Yeah, that those plays Cobb made that is all him and Aaron Rodgers' relationship yeah. and understanding. There's no sep- There's not a ton of separation, but the quickness and the the. Uh, how they can acknowledge and understand what each other is thinking, and then Rodgers puts the ball in a position that Cobb can run away from people yet, that was fantastic. This mix, this crazy mix of all these young guys and this old guy that Matt Hasselbeck said nobody else in the league would take, that that could be a beautiful thing if we can keep guys healthy. It just shows the stupidity of not having Jordy Nelson around for when he could have been around. How long? Uh, Bring, Are you going to hold on to that forever? I think Jordy bring Nelson. I think Jordy Johnson. Nelson could help him now. Oh, if Aaron Rodgers said Jordy Nelson should be on the team today, I'd sign him today. He's already got Randall. Randall is the new Jordy. I understand, but anytime Rodgers wants an old guy that he has a relationship, my point is it's crazy not to do it. We saw James Jones have a great season. He was never open all season. Now we're seeing Randall Cobb. He would not be in the league except for playing for Rodgers. How how yeah. obvious is it? The, these guys that have they get to the point of being special with him can catch balls until but they're Homer, fifth. With Tosh, all that Tosh, said, I didn't. Tosh, with I didn't, all that said, 
Wow. Look at what we did in the third and fourth quarter. So you could say all this stuff, and that's great. You still need great explosive playmakers. The you two young guys have that capability. That's why we need to see continue to see their growth. Randall Cobb's Randall Cobb. He's going to give you a couple of plays. He's going to probably miss a few games. You want him healthy and as fresh as you can in the January push. I'm not worried if he misses four or five games in the middle of the season. I want to continue to see today. Why I love today. A, the defense was the best unit on the field, and B, Romeo Dobbs shown. There's three big things I love. The D-Bock, the defense, and the D-Dobbs. As far as the defense, I can, Romeo, I, can I, I throw you D-D-D. this out there? The Green Bay Packers are giving up 15 points a game. You know, in the last year, they averaged giving up 15 points a game for a season. Exactly 15. 2010. Exactly 15 a game. Homer. For the season. That's why you're the best stats man in the game. <laughs> I don't know who fed you that. But whoever did, tip the cap. This defense, and we've said it, and I know you two were both doubters. Both of you. Still am. And it's still a long way to go. And, I, yes, they gave up a 90-yard drive. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have so much talent on that side of the ball. You've put in resources, draft picks. You're seeing those dividends come in. Rashawn Gary. They, they did. Devondre exa- Campbell. They did what they were supposed to do today. Like, this was going to be yes. a slugfest without the weapons that Tampa Bay had. You did exactly what you were supposed to do. And they avoided the team running the ball down the throat. Yep. Which, which, again, yep. which was fantastic. Because that, to me, was how Tampa Bay was going to win this game. Leonard Fournette, 12 carries, 35 yards, 2.9 yards per carry. His long rush was six. Bingo. Bingo. 855-616-1620. That is the Botabox wine line. Get another call in before Tausch leaves. We go to Jim in Sheboygan. Jim, you are on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm particularly interested in Mr. Tauscher's take on this and it has to do with adjustments. And it seems like if we just use today's game, but you can expand it wherever you want to, uh, the Packers' offense was really productive in the first half that would suggest they didn't have to make any adjustments during halftime but the tampa defense would have had to so isn't it much easier for the adjust the team that that has halftime to do the adjustments and then come out and execute those and then again using today's the Packers would have to then see what adjustments Tampa Bay made and then have to adjust on the fly. And it seems like that would that's a much bigger challenge than trying to do the adjustments during halftime when you're not in the midst of the game. Just curious, Mr. Tauscher, what your take is on that. Yeah, Jim, thanks for the call. Uh, it is easier to do it at halftime, but that's not how the world works. Todd Bowles can make adjustments in the third quarter. He can make adjustments in the fourth quarter. And it's on you. There's a reason these guys have those tablets. And back in the old days, the papers, where you look at it, you'd say, oh, they shifted this guy. Oh, they're doing this. Oh, they're doing this with coverage. That's what coaching, that's why coaches make bonco dollars. And for, I'm going to leave you guys on a negative note. Oh, no. But Matt LaFleur didn't. And Aaron Rodgers, because Homer brought up, well, Aaron Rodgers is responsible for that, too. Absolutely. They both are. 
there is no way anybody can sit here, and I don't care how green and gold your glasses are. You can't tell me that Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers made the necessary adjustments and did anything to limit what Todd Bowles and their defense did to stop them in the second half because they were bad. You don't go one of nine on third down and have hardly any drives of any significance in the second. You don't score any points. And it was simply because they didn't have any answers for what Tampa was doing. Tampa blitzed and did some things that I thought, boy, thank you, Tampa. But then once Green Bay fumbled and once that halftime came and Todd Bowles got to really diagnose what was going on, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers never made the counter move. I'm not going to go chess again. They never countered or did anything that they did to be effective. They can't do that again. Luckily, Tampa's offense was not very good, and they were shorthanded. Because I don't know if Green Bay's defense, for as good as I think they are, I don't know if they're going to hold them to 12 if Mike Evans, Godwin. The reason I picked them to get shut out, because I thought they'd have a hard time moving the football. And they did until that last drive. Tausch, we appreciate it, man. We'll look forward to talking to you next week in that opening statement after the Packers take on the New England Patriots here on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. That is Mark Tauscher. Again, first hour, hour plus each and every week here on the Green Day Game Day postgame show. It is time to ring the bells presented by Salvation Army. Please remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate now at samilwaukee.org. More of your calls, more of your texts on the Boda Box wine line, 855-616-1620, coming up next. This is Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Make it third and 12. Packers back off the blitz pressure. Still coming, and Brady is sacked. Rashawn Gary gets home. Another sack for Rashawn Gary. Packers had three on the day. Kenny Clark. Two sacks, which is always a big thing. If you can get pressure in Tom Brady's face, you can get him to struggle a little bit. Brady did not turn the ball over, but had a quarterback rating under 100, 31-42 for 271 yards for Tom Brady. Today in the Packers' 14-21, or excuse me, 14-12 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Steve the Homer True here on the Green Day Game Day postgame show. And it's time to take a look at that injury recap presented by Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. There is a difference. Visit orthowisconsin.com today and in the big injury that we're going to be keeping an eye on anytime somebody has to leave with a soft tissue injury homer and they can't return is always going to have me concerned and especially if it's one of your prime time players like jair alexander left in the first half that was the first series right yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. oh i agree totally right injury Going to be a tough one to get over. 800, excuse me, 855-616-1620 is the Motorbox Wine Line. That's where we find Sugar Free. Sugar Free, you are on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show with Homer and Gabe. Hey, guys, um, I agree with um, with Tausch about Rodgers. So look at Rodgers, even if he doesn't fair catch and he catches a ball, he waits there. I don't know what he waits for. You catch the ball. You know you, you have an idea. You're looking while the ball's up, and you go. And he's just – he's, like, delayed like a second. 
I mean, everybody sees it. So that's number one. Um, man of the game, I think it's uh, – man, there's a lot of them. Dubs, Campbell, uh, Clark, like Gabe just said, uh, two sacks. I predicted him to have ten sacks this this year. That's a huge number, and he just got me two today, so that was good. And uh, let's see what else. Um, we all knew what the Packers were. They were going to be slow to adjust with the new receivers, and this is what they are. And to win a game like this and to learn, that's what we're going to get. And I, th- I think this is a 13-game, I mean, a 13-win season again. Um, we see also a lot of positive that, that no one has mentioned is Buffalo and Kansas City. The two favorites, two favorites lost, okay? And uh, Yeah, they're in the I AFC. I really good. don't care. And Buffalo's still really good. Like, Buffalo lost today, but they're still a really damn good they're football team. They're the best team. team. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even though they lost today, I still think they're the best team. Josh Allen threw for 400 yards today. <laughs> I mean, Micah Hyde's gone. That, I mean, they've That's got big. To, they've got to and deal he's with out for the stuff. year. Yes. They had two new safeties in that game today going up against a, a very speedy Miami receiving core, which the Packers will have to face both of those teams as they do play the AFC East this year. The, uh, the, the Bills game is uh, the 30th. That'll be a Sunday night football game. And then on Christmas, they travel down Miami to take on the Dolphins. So that's going to be two uh, hearty tests for the Packers coming up later. Sugar Free, we appreciate the call, man. Hey, one more thing. Oh, uh, no, I want to add one more thing. I think the premise what? of how long what? it's going to take the wide receivers to adjust, the reality is, is it's been quick, not old. I mean, Dobbs with, is with with Dobbs. It's been yeah. quicker. I think it's still going to be a work in press, work in progress with Christian Watson. Right. I wasn't counting because, on him for much of anything because he got hurt. Yeah, exactly. He missed so much of training right. camp, and now he gets hurt right. again. But it's the just, premise that it takes all this time to get adjust to Rodgers, you you have to say maybe not always. I mean, this is for for Dobbs. This is quick by any standard on any team. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. When, because in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, even with Brett, like Brett didn't have a lot of success with rookie wide receivers. Greg Jennings had the best rookie year out of anyone. It's, it took a couple of years for uh, Javon Walker to have kind of a breakout year for the Packers. It took, you know, he wasn't as a rookie, even though he was a first round pick for him to immediately click with the offense. The only one was Greg Jennings, and he had like 650 ish yards in that rookie season. I would expect, from what we saw today out of Romeo Dobbs, I would expect him to have more than what Greg Jennings did back in 2006. Yeah, no, that would, to me, that would be disappointing based on what we've seen this early. And not just this particular game, but the influence and the comments people have been making going back to the beginning of training camp. Let's go ahead and dive into what we thought our drive of the game was tonight. Which drive set the tone for the final score? The march down the field that made the difference. Rodgers plays it. It's caught for the touchdown by Randall Cobb. It's time for the drive of the game. Presented by Boucher Automotive Group. They ride with you every mile. Visit them today at Boucher.com. Touchdown! I feel like I need Tausch. There's there's not not a lot to choose from. Because well, you would... the drive of the game was the last drive, but yes. that two-point conversion is not the drive, is Correct. it? Or... No, I, I don't think so. I think when we're talking about the overall drive, 
I am going to say the opening drive because the Packers did something I did not think that the offense was going to be able to do and make it look that easy. And the way they were able to convert on third down, which I think is something yeah, that has given, you know, yeah. just really struggle with. They converted their first two. You know, he finds Randall Cobb on a third and six from Tampa Bay's 29. And the touchdown pass to Dobbs, which, by the way, to me, is in, in, and it was kind of a design play for him where you were able to kind of, you know, have, have, uh, uh, Ellen Lazard kind of clear the area out a little bit, and you, yeah, you run Dobbs nice. underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know how they allow that. I don't know how they allow that. Like you, can, I can see what you're doing. Yes, and oh, but you can fake it like it's something else. But yeah, as long as you don't like extend your hands and clearly block, and you're right. just getting in the way, I don't know how else you do it. No, but I'm saying they're they're allowing for offensive pass interference. Yeah, yeah, pick plays, rub plays, yes. yeah, things like okay. that. Yeah. yeah, where he kind of clears out the area. But the fact that Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers were cool with calling that play on a third down in the red zone, I think that speaks volumes about how they feel about Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. So that's why I'll pick that for my drive of the game. Well, I'm picking the second drive because after they did it the first time, I'm thinking there's no way they can do it again at Tampa Bay. Plus. I think after Lazard scored that touchdown, he was thrown up big time. I thought I saw that on the sideline. He definitely did. So I think I he get, likes I orange him, Gatorade. Yes, I, I, yes, there was a color there. <laughs> so uh, I give him. Uh, I mentioned that drive because uh, clearly he was uh, not at a hundred percent. I don't know if it was the heat. I mean, he he still continued to play in the game. Yes, had some big plays later in the game as well. So I. Who knows uh, what what caused that? But I was glad that he was okay after losing his Gatorade on the sideline after that touchdown catch. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. We are going to be hearing from the quarterback coming up in just a little bit. But first, let's get out to Jerry in Ohio. Jerry's on the Boda Box Wine Line on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Jerry, what's going on, man? Hey, fellas. Uh, definitely big win tonight, man. This was, I think, a game that. Uh, the Packers needed to win. Tampa Bay is going to be in this uh, all year. Dobbs had a huge game, which was good to see. Uh, he also kind of dodged a bullet there when he put the ball on the ground, uh, but was able to get back on top of it. Uh, and on that note, uh, this is, uh, I think, one of those seasons where Rodgers and Lafleur are not going to have the luxury of, of being able to not – go back to these young receivers when they make a mistake like they've been able to do in years past when they had Devontae Adams. Uh, they're going to have to keep looking back and getting, you know, uh, get getting the ball back to these guys and getting them some reps in the games to try to bring them along so they can be relevant uh, later on in this season. Uh, and, and one other thing, too, and, and then I'll, I'll leave it at this. Uh, last year, Rodgers was starting to look to me a bit like Favre did with Sterling Sharp, where you just knew he was going to go to Adams 80% of the time. And I, or not Adams, you know, Favre, you knew he was going to go to Sterling Sharp 85% of the time uh, until Sharp got injured and he was out. And Adams that year, it was very much the same with Rodgers, where now I think this year, it's going to force him to have to really start spreading the ball around again. Uh, Rodgers has obviously demonstrated that he has the ability to do that. Uh, but for the last few years, it just seems like in the passing game, it was a little bit one-dimensional. Uh, I don't know what, you, what your guys' take is on that, but that, that's all I got. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Jerry. I, I just push back on that because Brett log- just latched on to Sterling because he was a young quarterback. 
right? He was just a young quarterback in Sterling Sharp, and I am a Sterling Sharp toad, to use a term that Mark T- uh, Chamura uses on our show, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, from 7 to 9 on 94.5 ESPN every week, weekday morning, which means, like, I just, I will, I love Sterling Sharp, and I think he's a pro football Hall of Famer. If some of these other guys who had early injuries are in, I think Sterling should be in. He was that good in the early I, 90s. I, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'll, but, I'll be whatever that club is called. Yeah, it's, a, it's an outrage. But the, he's not in the Hall of Fame already. But the difference is, like, Aaron wasn't at that point in his career. And I understand how when he left, I think a lot of fans went, oh, okay, it's going to be better without Devontae because he's not going to... Devontae was getting all the attention and still getting open. Like, it's... How often was... I mean, there were times where, sure, Rodgers would throw in the ball when nobody else was open. He'd try to put it in a spot that just Devontae could get it, and Devontae could because he was that talented. But Aaron Rodgers was the league MVP the last two years. I don't think that the the offense was too one dimensional. when You've got a guy winning the MVP in large part no, just because last, of what it Devontae was great was. last year. They struggled in the red zone. I don't, and somebody can figure why that is, but I just I I'm amazed by people that think that Rodgers doesn't make the right decision. I mean. I almost give him a well, free you know, pass. No, on it comes everything. down to one play. It comes down to that last play that he when he just yeah. chucked it up to Devontae in the playoff game last year, and Lazard was open in the middle of the field. Yeah, and I think I I mean I'll always believe that he wanted extra time to make sure that pass was perfect because he thought Devontae could call, do it against a double team and figured uh, the rush is there and he didn't look to see Lazard because he'd looked at that all day and he hadn't been open and he blew it. But I mean that's one play and. Um, I think it was based on the frustration, the inability to do things over the course of the game. But I just, I think he, he's not going to throw to Devonte Adams because he likes Devonte. We went through this when he was a, when he first started. I'm not throwing to guys because they want me to throw to him or any of that. They, I mean, I, I always just think of the San Francisco game last year in the regular season, Sunday night. San Francisco scores with, what, 46 seconds or whatever it was left. Everybody in the building knows that Aaron Rodgers wants to throw the ball to Devontae, and what did he do twice to set up Mason Crosby game-winning field goal? Got the ball to Devontae. Well, and look at the Super Bowl. Who did everybody know the Rams are going to throw the ball to? Cooper Cup. Yes. Guess who had a really good game? Oh, and they went to him every time. <laughs> well, and you see that a lot in the Super Bowl. You think like uh, Rob Gronkowski ran like the route, same route five times in a row, one Super Bowl with the New England Patriots. You've certainly seen that with a lot of teams when they have that transcendent Hall of Fame caliber right. when, talent. With this, so much of the game, people have to be told you don't know what they're going to do because they don't know what they're going to do. They react to what they see, but the receiver and the quarterback have to be. I mean, it's not on the same page. They have to be on the quarterback's page. Mm-hmm. And when that occurs, it is impossible. I mean, I don't know. You probably can double team and stuff. But it's almost impossible to stop them from completing passes. When Rodgers can look at Devontae and just give him a look, and that's an audible. You know what I'm saying? Like, they yes. see, you know, they both look at each other and go, okay, I'm going to adjust it to here, and boom, it's a touchdown. Like, that's that's just next-level stuff that the Packers' offense, I think, is going to miss probably for the rest of this year. That, to me, is what's going to be different about this offense. It's going to be more structured instead of just Rodgers giving a look. He can certainly still do that with Randall Cobb, but Randall Cobb is, at this point in his career, limited with the athletic ability that he has. That doesn't mean he can't be productive. He was productive today. It's just not going to be the same as it was with maybe a Jordy or a Devontae Adams. Speaking of the quarterback, we're going to hear from him coming up next on the Tundra Trio Radio Network and the Green Bay Game Day postgame show.
This is Green Bay Game Day Post Game on the Tundra Trio Radio Network with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Pressure. Steps away. Throwing tip. Incomplete. The Packers are going to win it. Devondre Campbell says no, no. He got his hands on it. And Green Bay's going to hang on. Two-point conversion that the Packers denied. They win 14-12 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this afternoon. This is the Green Bay Game Day postgame show on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Time to hear from the quarterback presented by Ridgetop Exteriors, where customer service is our number one goal. Check them out at RidgetopExteriors.com. Rodgers began his press conference today talking about that tough Tampa Bay defense. I mean, not a whole lot. They're a great defense. We had three really good drives before the turnover. Then they tightened up a little bit. They went to some more man coverage, and we had a lot of penalties and just missed a couple opportunities. How big is this win today? I mean, this is probably your chief competition in the NFC, a team you lost to in the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago. Does it hold any more special value, exercising your exercise of demons? No, I don't I think that's kind of a little bit stretching it there. It is week three. Feels good, for sure. Could be some tiebreaker stuff down the line when you beat a team like this, but it's just week three. There's, uh, I think, with the Bears won and uh, Vikings won, so there's three two-and-one teams in the NFC North. Uh, that's that's the focus, but big win for us. Yeah, along, those, along those lines, um, this is a really nice win, but it's September. Do you, do you take anything larger, anything more from a game like this than the W? Well, I think to look at it as a whole, you got to feel great about the defense. And that third category, the uh, we-fence, as we call it, to have Pat punt the way that he punted and then Ford, you know, be around the ball almost every time, Keyshawn to catch the ball on the one-yard line, onside kick recovery, uh, kind of a phantom. It looked like uh, running to the kicker penalty, but... And to have a special teams is bare minimum breaking even. And today, feel like we actually won the advantage. That uh, that's nice. Two tough road games in these first three to get out of this two and one for a team that's clearly still trying to figure out some stuff. I mean, you content with that? Yeah. I mean, if you would have said in the off season we'd be two and one after three with these two tough road games, I'd say that's probably pretty good. You know, considering that you would expect Minnesota and and Tampa Bay to be you know, the top, in the top seven teams at the end of the season. So I feel good about that. Hey, Aaron, how challenging was the heat for you individually and in your team? I felt pretty good. I think there was definitely some guys who were uh, sweating maybe a little bit more than normal. But uh, I think they were actually pretty tired after those first two drives. We were 12 plays, I believe, and 14 plays. Uh, but I felt like our guys were pretty, uh, pretty good, uh, kept our – kept our wind. We just, you know, had too many negative yards plays and penalties in the second half. Aaron, did you have a chance to say anything to Dre after the game? To Dre? Oh, I talked to him uh, right when he came off the field, before the uh, before the onside kick. Uh, he's a special player. He's coming into his own as a leader, but it always amazed me, even after a game like this, to think back to a couple years ago and that nobody really wanted him. And he was out there as a late signing free agent and here he is I think 14 tackles today 
deflection at the end of the game. Uh, says a lot about the type of person he is. I think Romeo's the first guy with eight catches, not him, Devontae, since Randall in week one of 2018. Did he prove you anything different today, or was kind of going to him out of, out of necessity with the guys you had down? No, we called some plays for him, and he made nice nice catches. The thing about Romeo that gives you confidence is the majority of the time, he catches the ball with his hands. I was teasing him at practice on Friday because he had a ball on the uh, left sideline short, and he kind of bodied it, and I just was calling him a body catcher uh, because he has such great hands. And then two plays later, I threw him this over-the-shoulder corner route, and he just went, Meh. You know, he just has such great hands. A couple balls were off the frame today that he caught very nicely. Uh, he's learning. I feel like his route running seemed like was pretty solid today. But we'll go back and look at the tape and see if there's some more opportunities I could have given him. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs, great game today for the rookie. Eight catches, 73 yards in his first career NFL touchdown. Great hands. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing for him. I guess I, I, don't, I don't remember past conversations. I probably didn't, maybe didn't listen close. But to Rogers commenting about that, I mean, now if I'm watching receivers, that's something you're going to keep an eye. I, well, on. no, that you, you, I get you're supposed to catch it with your hands and never with your body. Yeah. Or well, I mean, you don't want to. I mean, if you've got those good strong hands, like Devontae caught the ball with his hands all the time. Always. Great strong. Yes. You know, every once in a while he would body it on a slant or something like that. But eighty percent of the time he's catching it with so his hands. So then, right at the beginning, he was just dropping them as a kid, and then. Mm-hmm. Once he Figured got used to everything, but um, but I guess so. I'm thinking now when I watch young wide receivers, even in college, you just I'm going to watch their hands first. Yeah, if if that's the way they're attacking the football, certainly eight five five six one six one six twenty is the Boda Box wine line. We get back to your phone calls coming up next on the Green Day Green Bay Game Day Post Game Show. This is Green Bay Game Day Post Game on the Tundra Trio Radio Network with Gabe Homer and Tausch. Over the middle, fires a dart, and it is caught. And another big game. Cobb racing away inside the 25 and down to the 20. Packers' biggest play of the game, 40 yards, Randall Cobb. Two catch of 57 yards for the veteran in their 14-12 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road this afternoon. We're continuing to take your calls on the Boda Box wine line, 855-616-1620. That's where we find Sean in Sun Prairie. Sean, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's happening? I think uh, we should all feel blessed to have watched two great quarterbacks play at a high level at an old age and... Old man Brady went down the field in two minutes and got it done, didn't get the two-point conversion. But um, my point being is they both have wide receivers that are essentially nobodies, and they are clearly the leaders of their team, and the guys believe in them, and they still find a way to win with what they got. And at the end of the day, that's what makes both Brady and Rogers special. But it was fun to watch. I'm glad the Packers got the win. Uh, I think – LaFleur needs to coach a greater game and a more complete game because that's what's holding us back from winning the Super Bowl. Well, and I would add, I think you have to give credit to the league. It's clear their idea to protect the quarterbacks is a good idea. There's no way Tom Brady's playing at this age back in the... Uh, oh, in the 90s, early 2000s? Whenever they just, just no. let them... Oh, yeah. And it's it's good. I, I, think, I think unless you're injured... Uh, how old is Brady? 45. Forty-five. Right. I don't. I don't see any reason why he can't play. I mean, I'm not 
close to his wife. But in terms of like, does he look old? He doesn't no, look old. He doesn't. No. I mean, he he was never that athletic right. to begin with. So like, even the run he had today, where it looks like he's lumbering down, right. and it was called back because of a hold. But like, he would have looked the same in two thousand seven. Right. I mean, my question is, I think he can play fifty unless he gets hurt. Yeah, if he really wanted to, I think he could too. And they can, you know, and can play it at a level to say to to where we're talking about it, just like we are now. And the league deserves all the credit because without the change in protection of the quarterback, there's no way we'd be seeing him at this age at this level. Sean, we appreciate the call, man. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the Boda Box wine line. Packers victorious today, fourteen twelve over Tampa Bay. Simple, smooth, and every sip is easy as the last. Tito's handmade vodka tastes just as good with tap water as it does with your favorite mixer. Back in the day, Tito distilled, hand bottled, taste tested, sent to a few friends, and then taste tested again to give you the finest juice around. No frills, no flavors, no fancy labels, just the good stuff. Just Tito's. For recipes, videos, and more, visit Tito'sVodka.com. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof. Crafted to be savored responsibly. We'll continue to take your calls and texts on that BotaBox one line, 855-616-1620. As the Green Bay Game Day postgame show continues next. This is Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Four-man rush. Brady in trouble. Slips away. No, he's taken down. Kenny Clark got his hand on him, and that was enough to sack Brady. Fourteen twelve, Packers. Victorious over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that certainly has given them trouble over the last couple of years, but they pick up the victory today. Now 2-1 and one on the season. Tampa Bay falls 2-2-1, two, two and one, so there's just a handful of undefeated teams left in the NFL. The Eagles, one of them in that NFC East as they defeated the Commanders 24-8 earlier today. 855-616-1620 is the Botabox wine line. That's where we find Darren in Lone Rock. Darren, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. A couple of statements and a question. For one, I just wanted to personally thank Homer for entertaining me for over the last 15 years. Uh, I've been a longtime listener, and I thoroughly just enjoy his banter. Um, Thank you. I prefer money. (laughs) Well, sorry. Send send 20s. (laughs) Make sure you get the right address, though, Darren. If you're going to send Homer money, we're moving studios soon. Get it to the avenue. Yeah, if if you send it up to Radio City, I don't know if he's going to get it. Could be months. Right, okay. Uh, the other statement I wanted to make, it was pretty obvious that the special teams is, has taken a jump forward. Um, as you can see in in these these first three games, would you guys agree? Yes, without a doubt. Yes. Yeah, definitely a big step forward. And just to satisfy my own curiosity, why on an away game was Green Bay in their home uniform and Tampa in their away uniform? Does anybody know? Oh, yeah, that's a super easy question. So the home team, Darren, so you, you might notice this if you watch like a Cowboys game because a lot of times Dallas will still wear those white uniforms at home. And a lot of times when the Packers go down there, they also wear the home green uniform. So what a lot of these teams, when they play in Florida, do because it's so hot, it's the home team's choice what color jersey they want to wear. So you have a hot day down in Tampa like today where it's 89 degrees. Who knows what the heat index was with the humidity down there. They decide they want to play in their whites, and they make the other team play in their dark jersey to make them sweat a little bit more. 
And please uh, remember, they're no longer no idea. they're no longer uniforms; they're costumes. So there, there, you, you have no idea what a team might be wearing. But in this regard, that's a thousand percent correct. But I'm saying you could, no one should ever be surprised by any uniform, by yeah. any team, anywhere anymore. Fourteen twelve, Packers victorious over Tampa Bay. We hear Jason Wildey's thoughts on the game coming up next on the Green Bay Game Day post game show. First, I do have to tell you about Bud Light. It is our presenting sponsor here on the program, America's favorite light lager since nineteen eighty two. Light, crisp, and refreshing. An ice cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste: barley, rice, hops, and water. Pick up Bud Light during your next visit to your favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly. Twenty twenty two Anheuser Busch Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. Jason Wildey up next on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Your key to inside the numbers, inside the hash marks, and inside the locker room. All Packers, all the time. Packers reporter Jason Wilde is on Green Bay Game Day postgame. Brought to you by WPS Health Solutions. Visit OperationFanMail.com to nominate an active duty service member or military veteran for recognition this season. That's right. He is our friend. He is our teammate. He is Jason Wilde. joins us. On Green Bay game day post game each and every week. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Steve the Homer True. Good evening, Jason. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, buddy? You should be very happy, Gabriel. It's I am. Ugly win, but it's still a win. Well, and and the defense, Jason, to me, did what they were supposed to do, except on that last drive, because you can't play that way and then allow Tampa Bay to march 90 yards in two and a half minutes or whatever. But I, I saw some growth from the offense, and in you know, we keep discussing about how this offense is a work in progress. For Romeo Dobbs to catch all eight passes that were thrown his way, including a touchdown, like, to me that's growth on the offense despite them not playing well in the second half. Yeah, that, there's plenty of positives to take. Uh, you know, Tausch and I and Jesse do our positives and negatives. And, and Romeo Dobbs, first of all, Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball eight times, uh, which – I, I don't know how much of a choice he really had today, obviously without Sammy Watkins, without Christian Watson, and Lord knows without Amari Rodgers playing on offense. That That's great. I mean, I think that's a huge plus from this game. Um, at the same time, and, and look, the Bucks defense is really good. Uh, I am going to put a very large asterisk next to the Packers' defensive performance. Uh, I'm sorry, when you don't have – a guy who's never had a non-1,000-yard season available and who isn't injured in Mike Evans, and he doesn't play because of his suspension, uh, that's that's big. That's a big deal. And then you don't have Chris Godwin, and I don't care how washed people think uh, Julio Jones may be, he didn't look washed in the one game he played, Unlike, unfortunately, uh, much like Hamby Watkins, uh, they, they're, they're not going to be able to count on those veteran receivers for a very long time. But I see what you did there. Look, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to be clever. That doesn't usually happen. But look, they, they did. You're right. I think the way you put it is perfect. They did what they were supposed to do. Um, I would. I don't think the Packers want to see Tom Brady with his full complement of weapons and that Tampa defense playing the way it did. I mean, they before the fumble by Aaron Jones, I mean, they could not do anything wrong. And after the fumble by Aaron Jones, more or less, the offense could not do anything right. I mean, why? Never... What? Taos talked about adjustments that Tampa Bay made. What What happened? 
Well, they played more man coverage. Right. Uh, I'm sure Jair Alexander would uh, like to see the Packers do if if he's able to come back. He wasn't able to come back today because of that groin injury. But you know, I, I will say this, and and I don't. I think it's a challenge for those of us that cover the league to fully appreciate and fully understand in-game adjustments because uh, I don't I don't have the football mind that Matt LaFleur has or all these other coaches have. But um, the hardest thing to do is to do that and have them work. And Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers did it, and it worked great. I mean, you know, they just could not. But Jason, why? Because while they changed, they changed to something that the Packers have seen, right? Yeah, I I would say that they executed it better, obviously, than the Packers executed. Um, look, the 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 fact of the matter is is that that's a really good defense, and I would say that the fact that the Packers were able to do what they did on the first two drives uh, is more the outlier. That or the first two drives and the every play, but the last one on the third drive is more the outlier than what Tampa was doing defensively. Like the, the fact that they got things straightened out is what they're supposed to do. They're really good. Like there's people that think they're the best defense in the league. Um, so I don't know if it was an enormous adjustment other than more man coverage, which Rogers talked a little bit about after the game. I think it was more likely um, that. Tampa started playing like the defense that it is. Like their two inside linebackers started causing all kinds of problems. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they've got a great secondary. Uh, they did not put a lot of pressure on Rodgers. What was he sacked once? One, one sack. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I just, I just think that what Tampa's defense does well and what it didn't really do on those opening drives is uh, rally to the ball if you throw underneath and make sure that you don't get a lot of yardage. And that's what it looked like to me. They did um, all the rest of the way there after those first couple of drives. So why, why couldn't the Packers solve that? They couldn't get a first down. Hard Homer. No, they couldn't get a first down. They were O of eight. There's no, if you told me they had 14 players on the field, you have Aaron Rodgers. You're, what was it? After five of five, they were O of eight. They, they went, yeah, they, they missed their next nine, I think. Right. They couldn't get a first down in like five or six possessions. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Is Tampa no, that good? Right. But again, you're, you're forgetting the fact that they were five for five to start. So I know. They were five of 13. Then after their eight in a row, I think it was eight in a row, Gabe, then they got one. One and, and then, then they gave. gave. No, right, but I'm saying like you talk. We talk about the adjustment. So you're five for five, and you adjust, and now yeah, but you... you're not supposed to go. You're not supposed to go five for five, nor are you supposed to go old for eight. Mm-hmm. And when you average them, five for thirteen is better than average to do on third down. Like if you're if you're going to say, well, why couldn't they? Why couldn't they pick up a first down on a third down on those eight in a row? Then you also have to say, why the hell did they get five in a row? Because they have no business doing that either. Mm, again, well, my the answer is, I guess, because they were playing more zone or whatever Tampa Bay did. And then Tampa Bay changed, and then they couldn't even get a first down. Yeah, I'm not sure that was all that it was. I mean, look, whether or not uh, Tampa did what it was supposed to do um, or did something different, the bottom line is they also uh, 
you know, if your execution is poor, doesn't matter if they're running zone or man or or have uh, nine guys on the field or fourteen. Like they, they obviously sometimes you just don't do a good enough job. Like sometimes it's the other guys, sometimes it's you guys. And when you go zero for eight on your next eight third down situations, you probably were there. Were probably opportunities there to get the first downs where they failed. And then there were times when Tampa Bay did a really good job. I, I, I just again. You don't see that very often. There's no doubt about that. But, I mean, you also don't see – I mean, I can't believe what they did those first three drives. Yep. Like, that is amazing to me against that defense. They had no business pulling that off. And they did, and it was really impressive. Like, it was – I was blown away. And very rarely am I blown away by anything. And I was blown away by their offense right up until when Aaron Jones fumbled at the goal line. Jason, what did you think of the Packers' plan for David Bakhtiari today? Well, uh, Rob Domowski shared his quotes with me, and apparently David didn't like it, and apparently Yash didn't really like it either. But it seemed to work, right? And quite frankly, yeah. I, and, 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 and no, no, no offense attended, intended here for, for David Bakhtiari, but after how things have played out, you know, Rodgers called the rotation, I think he called it interesting. Um, look, uh, again, that Detroit debacle last year where and Aaron Rodgers is on the record having done this, where Aaron Rodgers convinced Bakhtiari to play when he wasn't really planning on playing, and then he obviously wasn't able to play 13 days later uh, against San Francisco in the playoff game. No offense to those two guys, but your MDs have been revoked. So if the medical (laughs) staff and the coaching staff have decided that rotating and limiting you to every other series on a pitch count is the right way to go, I'm sorry. You're going to have to do that. And it looked to me like it worked pretty well. Now, you know, we just taped our little TV thing for WBAY up here too. and, And, you know, somebody asked me, well, how do you what the David Bakhtiari's return was blank, and what I said was I'm not answering this question until we know he can play next week. Like it appeared to be successful, but if he's for some reason not able to go next week, and we go back into this nightmare that he called it throughout you know the last 21 months, then it doesn't mean much. But I think they gave him a better chance of being able to keep playing and build himself up. I mean, it was hotter than blazes down there, which I know is good for getting your knee, you know, loosened up, but that's not good for keeping you from getting tired. And here's a guy who had played 27 snaps of real football since New Year's Eve 2020. And the idea of limiting him so he doesn't get so tired by the end of the game that he makes a misstep or turns wrong or trips and falls and re-injures himself. You know, the I, again, I understand David's competitive. I understand Aaron Rodgers is smarter than everyone. But in this instance, I don't think you can quibble with what they chose to do. Jason, we appreciate the time. Know you got to get out of here. We look forward to you and Tausch giving more takes on ESPN Wisconsin tomorrow morning starting at 9 a.m. That's what we do. All right, guys, take care. Be good. Jace Wilde joins us as part of the...
game Green Bay game day post game show each and every Sunday, sometimes Monday. So what do you Thursday. what do you think? Like the the difference from one to the other was so huge. This is something that I feel that we saw a lot the first year that Matt LaFleur took over, where it just kind of felt like the offense is clicking early, and then for whatever reason, he can't, you know, they, they just can't figure it out. And I don't know if that is because they have so many young and moving pieces on that offense, the way they had to learn that offense, you know, back in 2019. And it seemed like their their opening drives that year, those first quarters were always really good. And yeah, then something would happen. Every time. Yeah. yeah. And then something would happen where, much like today, you're just kind of holding on for dear life at the end. You're hoping the defense gets the stop. And more often than not in 2019, yeah, I mean, they I did, can understand you have it. You score the first couple things change. But then they couldn't get a first down. Yeah. Like, it, they not only didn't do well on third down. They didn't do well on any down. No. Like, you can get a first down on second down every now and then, especially if you're good. Yeah. The only time it seemed like they got a first down was, like, that first play. The the play I keep bringing up with Dobbs and the one where he made the hands catch, that was on first down. And then they promptly could not get 10 yards in the next three plays and had to punt it away. Right. So, you know, you have four plays instead of three. Um, I mean, and we're talking about, I'd have to go, six or seven possessions. Yeah. Not three. Well, yeah, I mean, so after the fumble, um, three and out to end the first half. Uh, four plays, seven yards, punt to start the second. Three plays, six yards, punt. Three plays, pick. Four plays, punt. Three and out, punt. Four plays, punt. And then they actually got a little something going. The one first down. Yeah. Do you realize how many, I mean, I, I, fine, they got a great deal. Whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. There's there's a level of... Uh, inability to do anything that just is to me off the charts. It could be, and, and, and again, I just don't know enough about play calling, and I don't want to be play calling guy. But it seemed like last year against San Francisco in the playoff game, with as well as the defense was playing, and then Mercedes Lewis had that fumble. It seemed the Packers got really conservative after that. Like Matt Lafleur realized, hey, the only way. They're getting back in this game is if we make a mistake on offense and turn it over. And I think maybe after the interception, but again, it was happening before that, but Tampa Bay just could not do anything offensively, whether that was their own ineptitude, a Packers, the Packers defense playing that well, or a combination of both. I think LaFleur at some point realized 14 points is probably enough to win this game. Let's make sure that we don't put ourselves in an advantageous okay. position where we give the ball at midfield like we did with the interception. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't have an answer. Yeah, I'm asking That's, it, but I'm saying the the gap in what occurred is off the charts. Yes, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, how, I, and I I wasn't even saying the offense was bad. Yeah, I didn't say Tosh brought that up a little bit. I I don't I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, still finished with 315 yards today, 248 passing. I mean, the run game is to me the stark difference. Yeah. Like that not to be able to get anything going. Sixty seven rushes on twenty five attempts, which really is sixty eight on twenty four because you take the kneel down away mm. and it's I mean there were still four, it's under three a carry. There were fourteen possessions in the second half. Oof. Fourteen. Damn. That's a lot. I know. That's like it's like nineteen sixties football. I don't I don't know what to describe and and 
after they moved the ball so well. It seemed, it seemed to me they were doing everything really quickly the first couple possessions. He was making quick decisions. And, and, and again, maybe those get taken away. And now he's got to hold on to the ball. And I, I, again, yeah. that's, that, that's one of the things I think we can look into throughout the course of the upcoming week. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage built his own distillery and put his life savings into it. Since then, he's won unanimous judge's choice double gold medal at the world spirits competition the chairman's trophy for world's best vodka tonic and many others tito's handmade vodka is still made on the same land where it all started in austin texas distilled from corn and gluten free visit them at tito's for recipes videos and more distilled and bottled in austin texas 40 percent alcohol by volume namely 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly homer and i will give our difference makers of the game as we wrap up the green bay game day post game show coming up next in the Tundra Trio Radio Network. This is Green Bay Game Day Postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. That yeah, was on the white. Mike Pereira tells us. Ball is stripped. It's loose. Green Bay's got it. Jaron Reed falls on it for the Packers and another turnover for Tampa Bay. Packers victorious, 14-12 over the Buccaneers in Tampa. Today, it's the Green Bay Game Day post-game show. I'm Gabe Nigel, along with Steve the Homer True. And we are brought to you by America's favorite light logger since 1982. Of course, we're talking about Bud Light. Light, crisp, and refreshing. An ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste. Barley, rice, hops, and water. Pick up Bud Light during your next visit to your favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly 2022 Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. And it is time. For us now to get to our difference making player of the game. Who had the biggest impact in today's game? End zone wide open touchdown, Aaron Jones. Packers on top. It's time for the difference making player of the game. Rogers comes out to the other side towards Lazard, who's got it. Touchdown, Packers. Presented by Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Start at AnnexWealth.com. Fourteen twelve is the final for the Packers. Homerty, who do you have as your difference-making player of the game? Well, it has to be Romeo Dubs because with all the injuries, they needed somebody to step up, and there was no reason to believe that he would step up to the level that he did. The number of catches, the touchdown, and you can't just say, all right, we have all these people hurt, and now you're the, you're the man. Well, no. <laughs> there could be no man. And... He was impressive in everything that he did, making you think that he can even do more. Like, well, but he couldn't run this. It seems to me that he can do just about his potential, can do just about everything. And I I, I don't think you can, because it, he did so well, to kind of take it for granted. It's It's amazing that you mentioned how many times he's targeted, how many times he catches. And it wasn't well. He just is this thing. He did. He did a lot of different things. And how many points do they score if he isn't at that level? I mean, he was the number one wide receiver. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Hmm? Eight catches, fifty seventy three I mean, yards. You can look at those drives when they scored those run those touchdowns. Excuse me, not run. When they scored, he was a big part of those drives. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. So and that's... the way that the game plan for him, clearly a lot of plays where, I mean, last week Rodgers during his press conference was talking about how, you know, the days of somebody getting 12 receptions in a game 
consistently are probably over because they have different packages for Romeo, different and packages yeah, for Christian. And he was close to that yeah. today. Yeah, he had eight catches, and maybe that was out of necessity. I, I want to give a shout-out to Keyshawn Nixon. Because yes. he had to step in for for Jair Alexander. And look, I get it. Tampa Bay was without their top receivers, so it's an easier assignment for him to step in and have to defend somebody like Russell Gage or Brashad Perriman or Jalen Darden. But he also had a forced fumble. So he was able to step in, play good coverage, and then have one of the two turnovers that the Packers forced defensively today. Keyshawn Nixon, I, I, hopefully... Well, I agree. They did the, the biggest tribute to him, his name wasn't brought up. Yeah. There was never a point when they said, well, you know, you have to deal with this, and Jair goes out. And at the end of the game, when they were scoring, they were moving, they are saying, well, they're doing it without Jair. Well, they've done the whole game without Jair, so, and it never really was brought up as an issue. No, it never was, and he finished with seven tackles. Again, he had one of the forced fumbles along with Quay Walker, who had the other two big plays for the Packers' defense as they defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by the final of 14-12 today down in Tampa. Up next for the Green Bay Packers, they return home to Lambeau Field. They'll take on the New England Patriots next Sunday afternoon. That is a 325 kickoff. That once again means Green Bay, Green Bay game day will begin at noon right here on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. And me, Homer, and Mark Tauscher will join you right after that game here on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Packers win 14-12.